there, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Questions. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to it. We certainly hope and pray that you'd be edified and Christ would be glorified. Today we're going to try to answer some questions that we receive through our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. And if you have a Bible question, we will do our very best to answer it. And if we don't know, uh, we'll search it out and try to find an answer. And so on our webpage as well, you can also find a prayer request page. And if you've not been there, please go there if you're a prayer warrior and pray for these people who have asked for prayers. Uh, I realize that doesn't seem to change dramatically from week to week. Uh, but those people really have asked for prayers and, and gone through the effort to make that request. So let's pray for these folks, please. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it and follow along. And if you do not have one, you can get one uh, for free, I believe, on most uh, search engines. You can just search it out. Or you can go to the web page again. And on the front page there, if you click on the Bible verse of the day, it will take you to a web page. And there you can read the Bible in multiple different languages and versions. And I think that's a neat free resource that is available. Also, we ask that you would pray for the podcast, that it would continue to grow, and God would continue to bless it as we gain more and more listeners each and every week. Well, this has been a very positive experience for us here. And if you would like to support us in prayer, that would be great. And if you'd like to support us in other directions as well, uh, that would be appreciated too. We are not uh, supported by any church or any particular denomination. Uh, We are supported by listeners uh, just like you. And here's a way of helping us also on our webpage as well. So today we're going to answer some questions. And this one is uh, from a listener It just says USA on it, which is fine. And the person asked, Does the Bible say what what is a good friend? What is a good friend? Well, the Bible really does not define friendship uh, nor treat it as a subject. But there are many examples of friends and the qualities of friendships that are found in the Bible. The one that really come to mind when I read this and I think it's probably the best example of a true friendship. That would be of David and Jonathan. And you can find their relationship there in First Samuel chapters 19 and 20. And there's some, a few other places as well. But Bible or biblical type quality of a friendship, it is encouraging. It's remembering. It's protecting, warning, exhorting, helping you, sharing in your joy, sharing in your sadness, and so on. And so I would encourage the person who emailed us in and asked. Also, you could read in the New Testament, Romans chapter 12. And so a friend would overlook your faults. I mean, we all have them, whether we want to admit it or not, we do. Uh, A good friend would bear your feelings of joy and sadness. Uh, A good friend keeps your secrets. They believe in you, uh, encourages you to do good and what is right. Uh, 
uh, discourages you from doing uh, evil or bad type things, sinful things. Uh, they're quick to forgive you. Uh, laughs at your funny jokes. Maybe uh, they're not so funny, but they still maybe they laugh. Uh, they stand up for you. They're, they're willing to defend you. Uh, they listen. Uh, I think in our society, everybody's got their eyeballs on a phone and they're texting or whatever. Uh, there's nothing like good old-fashioned just conversation when you really need a friend and they want just to talk. Maybe they got something they want to get off their shoulder. or uh, they, they want the best for you. And we should want that for everybody, actually. But a true friend would do that. And a true friend, and no matter what, would always tell you the truth. You know, I, I think in my personal life, uh, my best friend is my wife. She's She meets all of those qualifications. Yeah, she's very godly. And you be honest about it, sometimes I think she knows the scripture uh, better than I do. She always seems to be able to find things a little quicker than I'm able to do. But that's okay. Uh, God bless it, and I love it. And so she's one of our biggest supporters of this podcast as well. She kind of helps out behind the scenes. And we all do this in our spare time without grumbling. And so, again, a sign of a true friend. I hope that kind of answers your question. I, I'm not going to read those entire chapters in this podcast. Uh, but you're certainly welcome and to, to read those. And I would encourage anybody to read those. And I would hope all of us who are, are married, we consider our spouse our best friend. Our best friend can go anywhere that we go, and there should be no questions about that. So thank you for listening. I certainly hope that you'll continue to listen. Uh, I'm encouraged uh, by all these questions that we're starting to get in again. And I know they kind of come sporadically, it seems. I've kind of noticed that. And sometimes I think it has to do with what we've been talking about uh, over the past month, six weeks, and podcast as well. And so, again, thank you for listening. Okay, our next question comes from Massachusetts and says, Did Jesus defeat the devil in the desert? Well, you're going to find uh, the temptations of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 in the first uh, 11 verses. And if you want to read those, uh, I would certainly invite you to do that. But verse 11 says, uh, The devil left him and waited for more opportune time. Now, I, I don't know if that really means that Jesus defeated him. He surely, at this moment and period in time, uh, Jesus resisted uh, the devil, uh, resisted Satan. and But it says also that, you know, the devil came back again later. So, let's read here a couple more scriptures here. Bear with me and turn with me to... James chapter 4, James chapter 4, oh. and we're going to read verses 7 through 10. Again, I'm, I'm going to be reading from the uh, New American Standard Update. Uh, James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. It says, Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep, and let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into gloom. 
humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt, exalt you. Do not speak against one another, brethren. He who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of the law. And so, again, we need to refuse the devil. We need to resist him. And this is really what uh, Jesus did in the garden. Uh, this is what he did here in the temptations in the desert. So Jesus does resist uh, Satan, and he does that by knowing the Bible. He, he uses Scripture uh, to resist. He, he quotes uh, Scripture to the devil as he's being tempted with food and whatnot and, and having all the powers and control of the world. And that's really how we also can defeat the sin in our life and temptation is knowing Scripture and understanding uh, what God is expecting of us. I, it's not easy. I'm, I'll be honest with you. If, if you think it's easy, um, I would really like to talk to you know how you make it easy. And so it is a constant struggle. But again, the war with the devil will continue uh, throughout the ministry of Jesus right up to, in, to the time of his death. And so, if you read with me here in Luke chapter 4, verse 13, Luke chapter 4, verse 13, okay? Again, it says, when the devil had finished every temptation, he left him into an opportune time. So, just, the devil's not going to give up, folks. We, we need to understand that. Uh, he will not give up. He's going to continue uh, to tempt us. We're going to continue to have struggles as long as we're in this flesh, and I, I can't wait till we're out of. I can't wait till we're out of the flesh, and I don't have to worry about any of this stuff anymore. Also, turn with me to First uh, Peter chapter five, verses six through eleven. First Peter chapter five, verses six through eleven says, "Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you at the proper time." Casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be a sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are, are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of grace, who you call to, will give you his eternal glory in Christ and will himself protect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Okay, so, again, may God bless you in your, in your struggles with your battles. Um, it's an everyday, it is, it's an everyday thing. And so I thank you, Ben, for your email. I continue to hope and pray that you will continue to listen to our podcast. It's not easy being a Christian. And I think this is something that I have struggled with over the years as I watch different uh, preachers, pastors, whatever you want to call them. Uh, you know, they act like this is no big thing. It's, it's just a check mark in your life. And, and Jesus is just more than a check mark. He's more than that cherry on top of the ice cream 
okay he's everything or he's nothing and you have to be willing and you have to want and desire him and it's you think it was easy for Jesus to come here and and, and go through what he did uh, he was subject to every temptation according to the Hebrew writer that we are the devil's not stupid okay it, it, and Jesus uh, being in the flesh and the temptations that's going on I mean here he is he hasn't ate for 40 days right and here, here's some, you know, turn these stones into bread. I mean, man, I'd be pretty hungry after two, three days, let alone 40 days, okay? And so that had to be a real temptation uh, to just make some bread right there out of those stones. Uh, otherwise, uh, Satan, I mean, we, we underestimate him as a whole, especially, uh, I believe, in the Western society, we make light of him, and we should not do that as a church, as Christians. We need to understand, he is that roaring lion. You ever watch these uh, animal shows where you know, the lion can roar, and uh, they have all this uh, animals, you know, they show their, all their heads are poked up, they're trying to figure out where that lion's at, and before you know it, I mean, he's devoured something, he's got blood all over him, and he's roaring, he's so happy that he made his kill. Okay, and so, and that's what Satan does. Now, he doesn't need to go after people who are not in the church. And I'm not talking about brick and mortar here. I'm talking about people and their souls have been washed in the blood of Christ and who are, are trying their utter best to, to have a faithful walk. And it's not easy, no matter where you live in the world. I, I think there's probably harder places where persecution uh, is much heavier uh, where it is illegal to be a Christian, and yet you're willing to do that uh, and follow Christ and and try to let your light shine before men. Uh, it is a struggle. So thank you, Gid, for listening. And uh, Ben, I hope we'll, we'll hear from you again soon. Okay, the, the next question uh, comes from outside the United States. And the question is, what are some interesting facts about the Bible that I never heard? Okay, well, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think the Bible is the most quoted book of all time of history. It, uh, there's a lot of interesting stories uh, in it. I believe every one of them are true and factual. Uh, for example, there is uh, a Bible verse that talks about tattoos. Leviticus 19.28 talks about uh, a tattoo. Uh, there's kind of an interesting story about a, a talking donkey. Uh, Numbers chapter 22, uh, verses 21 through 39. talks about uh, a donkey talking and uh, talking about Balaam. And it's just kind of interesting how uh, the Lord had instructed uh, Balaam to turn back and, and go prophesy to some of these people. And he really doesn't want to do that. And he strikes his donkey several times. And finally the donkey talks to him and asks him, oh, Why have you struck me these three times? And so it's kind of an interesting conversation. A man actually talking to his donkey and getting a response and an answer back from that donkey. The Bible was written by 40 different uh, authors. Um, the last word of the Bible is Amen. 
such as ending of a prayer. Half of the uh, the women in the Bible are nameless. Uh, the Bible mentions dogs, but it never mentions uh, a house cat. Uh, the Bible simply means book or scroll. It's so... I found this kind of interesting a couple years ago. I read this article about shoplifting, and the Bible is the most shoplifted book. Uh, I, I, th I think it's just amazing. And so, I guess they hadn't read very far, Thou shalt not steal. But uh, hopefully they do that and, and repent. There's uh, over 1,200 different manuscripts in which uh, we get our Bible from. The Bible is uh, the only book with a clear and understandable, uh, understandable and truthful record of creation, the flood, the history of the world. Uh, the Bible is the only book uh, given for the reasons for living. And you can read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and 1 Peter chapter 2. Uh, there's riddles in the Bible. Uh, there's books of law. Uh, the book of prophecy. I think some of the amazing things about uh, the Bible is prophecy. Right out of Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 is the first prophecy of the Bible, which is talking about the coming of a Messiah, which obviously is fulfilled uh, in, in Christ. And so uh, there's a lot of different things out there that I think are interesting about the Bible. The uh, Bible is the inspired Word of God. It is the standard in which we should live our lives. Uh, it was written to people uh, of its day in the New Testament. For example, the book of Revelation was written to seven churches. Uh, does that mean it does not have any application to us today? Well, no, it does. The application is still there, uh, but we need to understand who it was written to. Uh, the history uh, of the Bible, uh, history of like King David and King uh, Solomon, uh, those are can be backed up by other historical domic documents that have been covered, uncovered. Excuse me. Uh, there is a book in, in the Bible that does not even mention God, and that would be the book of Esther. Uh, the oldest man ever lived, it's been recorded, can be found in Genesis chapter 5, verse 27. Uh, he lived to be 969 years old. Uh, the Bible has been translated into over 2,000 languages, and probably uh, more if, as time will go on, if there's that many more languages. So, uh, the Bible is a very interesting uh, thing. Um, it was canonized, the entire New Testament, I should say, as we know it today, uh, around 375 A.D. The Old Testament uh, had been canonized or put together, as we know it, uh, long before Christ uh, stepped on, on the planet. So, uh, I hope it kind of gives you what you're looking for. Uh, your question was kind of vague, but I, I still appreciate the fact that you contacted us and you emailed us. Um, I hope and pray that you'll continue to listen to us. And if you have more questions, please uh, feel free to contact us. Okay, our last question is about 
uh, cremation, the question is, uh, what does the Bible say about cremation? Well, cremation is uh, not talked about in the in the Bible. It, it's neither condemned. And, uh, there are some cases where dead bodies were burned. Uh, you can read that in uh, Samuel, First Samuel 31, verses 11 through 13. Uh, where King Saul and his sons were taken uh, from the wall and they and they burned them and their bones were buried. Uh, Moab was guilty for burning uh, lime uh, in the bones of King Edom. You can read that in Amos chapter 2 verse 1. But these were acts of violence and not necessarily a, a funeral service. Uh, cremation again, it, it's not discussed in the Bible. It appears, however, that it was never a Jewish or early Christian tradition to use cremation uh, as a method of uh, disposing of a loved one's remains. We do know that the ancients had great respect for the bodies of their deceased, and not to give them a decent burial was a family disgrace. And you can see that and read that here in Genesis chapter 50. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 21, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17, uh, Matthew chapter 26, verse 12, and John 19, uh, 28, 32. I'm not going to read all of those for you. Those are just examples uh, of burials uh, in, in the Bible. But the manner in which a human body is returned to the earth uh, will not in any way prevent it from being resurrected uh, from the, uh, the, on the second coming of Jesus. Many bodies have been burned in fires, destroyed in explosions, uh, devoured by wild animals, lost at sea, covered in floods, earthquakes, volcanic lava. Uh, but we don't need to despair for the resurrection at the end of time. Everybody will be raised and given a spiritual form and let's read this okay first Corinthians chapter 15 first Corinthians chapter 15 starting with verse 50 now I say this brethren that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable behold I tell you a mystery we will not all sleep but we will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, and the trumpet will sound. And the dead will be raised, the imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must be put on, the imperishable and the mortal, mortal uh, must be put on immorality. And so, uh, again, at the end, at the end of time. We, we don't need to worry about uh, where the body has been cremated or traditional funerals. Uh, I mean, many people have been buried at sea in and, and, and the different wars and whatnot. God knows where those people's remains are, and he has the power uh, to raise the dead from thousands of years ago. Again, I don't know of any biblical teaching or spiritual principle that would be violated by cremation. Uh, I had to view this as a matter of custom or maybe personal uh, preference. It could also, honestly, it's 
becoming a financial consideration, uh, especially in the United States, where uh, the traditional funerals, it just skyrocketed. And people really don't have the resources, or the money, I should say, to to pay ten to $20,000 for a traditional casket and all that. And so I think God understands all of that, and you have to do what you must be doing. Uh, hell, which is described as, as a place of eternal uh, burning, is not a form of cremation. And I've had that kind of thrown in over the years of, of questioning cremation or not. Hell is a spiritual realm. Uh, it is not a physical one. And cremation, physical bodies are consumed, uh, but the fire of hell, uh, there is an unending punishment. The traditional funeral service with songs, a, a message from a minister, uh, with beautiful flowers, and a brief uh, graveside service can be very comforting for a family, can be reassuring for loved ones and whatnot. This would be my personal preference, and, and the preference of most. But it, it's just a matter of choice. And I don't think that there's any sin in your cremation uh, question at all. And so, uh, this, this comes uh, from Galena, Missouri. And so, uh, thank you, Patrick, for that question. And I uh, hope that answers it. And... Uh, I want to thank all of you. I think we're going to wrap this up for listening uh, to our question and answer session. I enjoy these. I, I'm just pulling stuff off the top of my head, uh, trying to find the verses as I'm talking, what I want to talk about, and try to answer these questions. And so if you have a question, I will do my best to answer it. And if I need to, I will research it out to find that answer. I can always email you the answer back to you. Uh, if you don't want your name or whatever put over the broadcast, please tell me. I honor that and respect that. And I ask and pray that you pray for us here, that we'll continue to teach God's Word in truthful, in spirit, in truth, and that God will continue to provide us uh, a way and means to keep this podcast going. We've had a record number here recently of 300. Uh, lessons a week and uh, that is just amazing we've never advertised it's all been by word of mouth uh, by friends family uh, other listeners telling others about us and so this is your first time listening i want to say thank you i'm glad that you've tuned in to us uh, please hit that like button and follow us and so you get alerts uh, when we put out our weekly podcast, we tried very hard to have this prepared and out Saturday afternoon, uh, Chicago time, on a weekly basis. We have occasionally snuck in one in the middle of the week, and uh, those don't seem to get quite as many hits. I don't know, because people are not looking for it, or they don't have their alerts set, or, or whatnot, or busy. Maybe they're just simply busy, and that's, I understand that. So we were just going to continue this weekly broadcast for now. You can find us uh, on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. We now are on Facebook. You can go to our webpage there, and you can click on the little icons and find us. I'd encourage you to follow us there. And we always put out a little message that the podcast has been released. Uh, we also post other events that are going on around the world. 
that might have an impact on you as a Christian or the church in general, and that uh, we would hope that you would find that interesting uh, and, it, and informative as well. Uh, again, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, keep your chins up. We pray daily for our listeners. We pray several times a day uh, here as a group for the persecuted church. We, we know we have listeners who are persecuted and struggle in ways that us in the Western Hemisphere have yet to experience. I hope that we never do, but that, that's a whole nother subject. Again, thank you for listening. I may God bless you, and may He have the glory. Thank you.